0: Okay, so tonight we're going to learn another piece from the Matnas Chaim, mm-hmm. and because it's almost Resh Chaydash Adar Rishain, we're going to speak about the Inyan of Resh Chaydash. It's going to start on page Rishon on Vav, Inyan Hayeschatus Resh Chaydash. So Matasir Solomon Zechitzadik Lebracha says about the union of Rish Chaydesh and about the Yishchachos, the newness that Rish Chaydesh brings. Two Yishchachos he's going to bring that we learn from Rish Chaydesh. Number one. If you bench on the Chaydesh in its proper time, you make a bracha on the noon moon, so it's kiilu mekabel pneya shchina. It's like you are receiving the face of the shchina, and the gemara darsin Sanhedrin zivhacha, chedish hazok zivhassam zakeili veanvehu, and that's what we say every week by uh, every month by kiddush Levana, Right, we say shehem, uh, we say lashon that it's kiilu mekabel pneya shchina. Upiresh rabbi we can't see Akedat We don't are we don't have the eyes to be able to see Akedat That's true, but we can see him in a certain way, and that's through his Gevurais, through his power, through his Neflais, through the actions that he does, the wonders that he that he brings. So. Through those things, we're able to see the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. K'nin shenemar ochen, ata kel mistater leke Yisrael Meshia, kleimer. Afal pi shata mistater, even though you hide, even though you can't be seen, ata leke Yisrael, you are Hashem. Shasisa imam kamenifleis, veato Meshia bachal eisavachal sha'a, and you're always saving us. Valy yidei tishuoscha, and through all of these salvations, so you're appearing and we're recognizing you, says Rabbi Niyana. So what does Rabbi Niyana say? Rabbi Niyana is saying that we are zeicha to see the Pnei every time we bench the new moon. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch really cannot be seen. But we see him through his miracles, through his wonders, through everything that he does special. And so, therefore, he is seen in that regard. He's, it's considered that we're able to see him, although we can't really physically see him because he doesn't have a body, but through his deeds, through his actions, we're able to see him. So Rabbeinu Yayna says this Lashen, that, Because he's mechadish chadashim, somehow that's a gili. He's, he reveals himself every month through being mechadish the chaydesh. So what does that mean? So this is where Matas is going to come and help us. ha'chadash Why is it special? Why is the Kiddush ha'chaydesh more of a hiskalos of HaKiddush Baruch, or a revelation of Hashem, more than anything else? Why is it not... And as opposed to the sun as opposed to the stars, as opposed to the galaxies? What is it about the new moon that shows HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealing himself to people? Ta'on beer. It's a little bit difficult. What, is, what does Rabbein mean? Ein b'chachomo musr. So he brings from the Saver Chachomo musr, Shehizbir, Sdiv, Rabbein Hanau, who says as follows, She'ein dover tivi Bailam chaser seder k'me mahalach ha'lovana. There is nothing in the world of nature that is as lacking in seder like the mahala Khavanaesshioval normally in 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 the world as we know it, there is a cycle like almost a perfect, predictable cycle of what's going to be. We know exactly uh, everything about the sun and, and, and how, when it's going to come, when it's going to, you know, how the axis and how it's spinning and, and everything. That we have clear. There's basically a clear cycle of everything. And we understand the life cycle. We understand uh, the animal kingdom and the uh, ecosystems. Those are all uh, pretty much predictable. We got it. We have it down to a science, literally but when it comes to the 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 levana the levana is very unpredictable sometimes it comes at a certain time sometimes it comes longer sometimes it's shorter we don't have it exactly clear when to expect we we sort of know when to expect it but like sometimes it surprises us that's why we have we need adem uh, to be made about when they saw the levana be, uh you know because uh, it's not known. We don't, it's not like something that we know that, like Shabbos, we know exactly when it's going to be Yontif, is based on, on Rosh Chesh. But Rosh itself, we don't know. We need people to tell us because it's not predictable. It's not something that you could just make a calendar and you'll know exactly when it's going to be. And because of that lack of predictability, because we don't know Exactly the cycle in a perfect scientific way. We see from there that is the one that's manig the bria, because. You know, everything else, you could make a case. It's not true either, but you can make a case that HaKadosh basically put the world on, uh, on cruise control. And maybe he stepped back, Chesor Shalom, and doesn't. He's not managing the world. Everything is happening naturally. The sun is coming out, and the trees are blossoming, and the trees, then it's, you know, then, then it's autumn, and then there's winter, and there's snow. These are cycles and seasons, and it happens maybe by itself comes along the, the Levana and teaches us that it's not happening by itself, that there's somebody that, there's something, I should say, that is, that is conducting, that's orchestrating the world based on the way he wants to orchestrate it. It's not a predictable cycle, but there is change, there's variation from month to month. And when a person sees the newness of the Levana, he sees that it's a Chiddush in the Levana, so now I, we understand what it means, what Chazal mean when they say that when you see in your Mavarach on it's like you're being makabo the Pnei because you see the face of the Shechina. You see Kaviachal through HaKadosh Baruch actions how Hakarishbahu is uh is present and he is running the show, he's orchestrating things, he's conducting the world, and Kumeshiro Yisrael Alayam, Veheru uh Etba Etba, Zek Hayle, just like they saw Kla Yisrael Saw Allayam, Hakarishbarhu, Kaviakal, and they were able to point their finger and say Zek Hayle, Kesha Akarishbach, Neflaishiam, when they saw the great. Miracles, the wonders, the salvations. He's talking about malchias, which is the topic of the sefer. It's on Yom Nairam, but we're not there right now. But let's just take out this yuside about Rish Chaydash. Yuside number one of the that that he brings from the sefer. Musar, is that there is something very unique about Rish Chaydish. The reason that Rish Chaydish is different, and there is a simcha to Rish Chaydash and that there is a special thing that we find on Rish Chaydish, we don't find by anything else that HaKadosh Baruch were we're able to see him clearer on Rish Chaydesh Kaviachal than the rest of the month, than the rest of the year. There is something that it's Ki'ilu Mekabu Pnei And when do we ever say that? That I was able to make out why by Rosh because Rosh is the time that there is something different, it's unpredictable. Baruch is clearly at the helm of nature, dictating every little thing about nature in ways that are unmistakable. He's really, and from there we learn that everything is like this. The sun is also being conducted by Baruch every single day. And and every the whole the entire world, the galaxies, everything that we that we see is also back at Ishbar. Chazal tells us that that there's no uh every blade of grass that grows, there's a malach on it that's telling it Gadel to grow. Nothing is happening by itself. Everything has direct divine intervention and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is conducting all the natu- all the affairs of the world, but we see this clearest um, on Rish Chaydash. And that's the, the, the simcha of Rish Chaydash is that we're able to take joy in the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, is visible today more than he is uh, on, on any other day of the month. That's one very important Yisite about his Chachos of Resh Chedesh, and now we're going to see one more. Idea Shlomay Minyan Halavana, another Yisite from the Levana, pointing to This is the inan of his Chachos. Shebazel Levana Re Mezuz of Ne Israel, uKamei Sha'amar Beirchas Halavana v'La Levana Amresh Etis Chedesh At Teres Tiferes Hamusay Batan, Pirush. What is At Teres? At Teres is a crown. Castle of Bnei it's a crown to Bnei Israel. because there's something very unique about the Levana, again, that we don't find by any other thing. Every other thing, the sun, every day you go out, when there's a sun that's visible, you'll see the sun in its fullness. You don't have a sun, you know, that's, uh, you know, it starts out as a sliver and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then smaller. A sun is a sun and, uh, and, and stars are stars and, and grass is grass and trees are trees. You don't have like uh, something that it, it, like reinvents itself monthly. The Levana, it's an amazing thing. And the Bria, that you see that it starts off as a sliver and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it starts getting smaller again and then it starts getting bigger again. Now, you're going to say, okay, well, that's because it's, uh, it's the, the sun, it's a reflection, but we're talking about the way that we human beings are able to witness this, it's something very unique, right? You don't find that by anything else, that there is a, what's what appears to be a schatr, like a brand new creation before our very eyes. And that is why Klal Yisrael counts the Levana, right? Gayim count to the, the sun, they have a solar calendar. We have a, a lunar calendar because Klal Yisrael is like the moon. Because just like the moon is mechadish itself, it starts out new at the end, even though it like shrunk now, it's starting again to grow. That's how Klai Yisrael is. Klai Yisrael is also, we have periods that we wax and we wane. There are periods that Klai Yisrael are down and out. And, you know, and this happens throughout history, as we know. There was uh, the Chorben Bayis Rishon, the Chorben there's... The, the, the Crusades and Tachvitat and Spanish Inquisitions and Holocaust and October 7th. And, and, and we seem to be, like, shrinking. We seem to be, like, really uh, almost, like, so tortured and so tormented that, we're, that people already, like, begin to, like, think that we're done. And, of course, that never happens. We always somehow are able, with Siat to, Deshmaya, to start again anew. And to have this Hizchad that no one could ever see coming. No you know, it's it's not a smart bet to uh you know to think that the Jewish people are ever gonna be destroyed. Because every time that it seems that way, and it seems like that very, very often throughout history, but we come back stronger. And that's what the moon is a remes to call Yisrael. The moon is also it's shrinking, it's it was very big and then it starts shrinking, 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 and then you think, oh it's it's gone. And then all of a sudden boom it starts it starts up all new again, and it starts getting bigger. And that is why Klal Yisrael, it's a, a teres tiferes, la musay Botin. It's a crown. The, the moon is considered to be a crown for Bnei Yisrael because it's really, uh, it, 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 it's an emblem of Bnei Yisrael. It, it, it shows Bnei Yisrael's strength, that we never are able to be put down, and every time it seems that we are, we just rise up again from the ashes. So those are two very big Yisaitis about Reish Chaydish. First of all, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we see his face, Kaviachal, in the new moon, because he is clearly running the show, something that we don't see by anything else. But the fact that it's Pa'amim uh, Arucha, pam Kitzara, that shows that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here, he's with us, he is, he's visible through his actions. And number two, this Khachas of the moon that it's able to start up again, even though it seemed like it was finished, is also a very powerful lesson. And we're going to end tonight with a story that Ramatasio, uh, tells us that he heard. From Ramatasio, he told this story, and Ramatasio apparently was there, um, after Kiddush Levana once, and he was crying as he was telling it. Reb Chaim was very emotional. If, if you read any biographies about Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, he was always extremely emotional. He had a very, very uh, um, sensitive heart. He was a very uh, good person. He had a heart of gold. And he would cry very easily. In the middle of a shmuz, he would cry and uh, he would walk past the shoe store, and he would see like little baby feet, ba- baby shoes, and he would start crying that you know the simcha that a mother is going to have to put uh, these new pair of shoes on her toddler, you know, and, and he would just be able to always tap into a moment, to an uh, emotional uh, feeling. The shemati achrikach shay that I heard after that I felt like I was able to hop you know a very uh, you know, historic moment that he was telling over a mice and he was crying I heard he tell every month he used to do this after Kiddush Levana, he would tell the same mice and he would cry every single time the and this is what he used to tell over I once bumped into a person I met a person who was a Holocaust survivor saved from the fire of the Nazis, the cur- accursed Nazis and he was working underneath their iron uh, yoke in the death camps throughout the duration of the entire war. So this person literally went through the Shiva, Madura, Gehenim, all the different... Um, Levels of Gehenem. B'Sha'alti, he says, what kept you alive? How were you able to survive? It's a, it's a question that I think about so often. Like, you know, if we're, you know, it, it, we're so spoiled, by Hashem, that if something is not working, if the heat, let's say, is not working, it's a little cold in the ass, no one can sleep. Right? It's hard to sleep if, you're, if your heating is uh, broken. Or if in the, air, in, the, in, the, in the summer, if it's too hot, you, know, you need air conditioning. You can't sleep. It's too hot. I'm boiling. I'm sweating. I'm going crazy. Now, imagine what the Yidden went through in these concentration camps. There was no heat in the barracks and in, the, in the winter, and there was no air conditioning, obviously, in the summers. Winters in, in Europe are very cold, and, win- and summers are very hot. And these they didn't have down comforters, they didn't have pillows, they didn't have, uh, you know, anything to heat them up. And then when they, and then, and the entire day also, they, they didn't wear like down coats or, or, or warm, they were wearing their, you know, these, these uniforms. They didn't give them anything extra to wear, they didn't give them sweaters. And yet they were able to survive not just a day. It would be, I think it would be challenging for any of us to get through an hour in such under such circumstances. Plus you're not even talking about like not knowing what happened to your wife, to your kids, to your parents. Like that's a whole you know psychologically beyond beyond our, our comprehension. But just on a physical level, how did they do it? We would be lucky if we'd make it five, ten minutes. They were able to make it years. Right. The, the, the war started in 1939 and ended in 1945, so it's about, you know, five, six years of Muhammad, I don't know exactly when uh, they first started sending them to the camps, but let's say three years, four years, and people were able to survive that entire time. So, Rehmat Taseyo Salman, Arab Chaim Shavaz, rather, asked this survivor how did you do it? Like, what got you through it? There had to be something that, a carrot that was able to get you from day to day. What was your inspiration? Like, why would you not just give up and throw in the towel and say, I can't anymore? So listen to what he said. How are you able to not fall I mean, we, we fall into Yish for like really simple, stupid things. But you know, they were able to like stay strong for, for so many years at a time. The Hei answered me as follows. Mitzvah achas haisa biyodinu. We had one mitzvah. We didn't have tefillin. We didn't have tzitzis. We didn't have a, a sitter. We didn't have a chumash. We didn't have gemaras. We, we had one mitzvah that we were able to do in the camps. What was the mitzvah that they had? Kiddush Levonah. There's always a moon outside, and when they were able to see the levana start growing again and start getting going from nothing to being a shtikal crescent, so at that time, we were able to be makadish the Levana. We were able to say a bracha on the levana. Upam hayinu yaitzim Once a month, we went outside, bali without permission. We were supposed to be in the barracks. We were supposed to be in the bunks. But we went out without permission, Uvisakanas Mishpat And if we would have been caught, we would have been shot. But yet we got together, I guess a minion, and they said, Kidish Lavano. And when we said that line, when I said that line, that ultimately Clay Yisrael is going to be uh, itself again like the moon starts off again anew, that's how the Jewish people will, to give glory and praise to their creator, I stopped to think, I thought that Hashem is going to, in the future, uh, bring us back like, a, like an eagle to our uh, youth, just like the Levana, we will be able to be recreated and reborn. And even though now we seem like we're finished and we have nothing to live for, but there will be a happy ending. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will once again reconstitute us as a nation. V'davar zehachya esnafshi. And this thought, this one line in Kiddush levana was what was mechaia my nefesh, it revived my soul that I shouldn't fall into the traps, into the abyss of Yish. And this is something Rebchem would say every single month after Kiddush Levana. You remember this this yisite from this concentration camp survivor, the Holocaust survivor, and it made such a reishim on him, and he felt so emotional that he cried every single time that he said it. It is a beautiful it's a beautiful yisite and it, it ties in so beautifully with... Whether is is saying that Klal Yisrael is able on Rishchaydish to a see the Rebbeinu Shlaim because he sees that through his actions there is something asymmetrical about the cycle of the Levana that shows that Kodesh Baruch Hu is actually controlling everything personally. Ashkach brought this, and number two, the Levana is able to regenerate itself and to renew itself. And that's something that is so powerful for a Jew to be able to see. And we're all going through very tough times uh, this year. You know, probably the toughest times that we've had in in you know in decades and decades. It's very hard to see, you know, the soldiers being killed every day, Rahman al Ussan, Hashemin Kamdamov, and it's hard to see what's going on in the world at large and the anti Semitism and the protests and the pro Palestinians. And we feel like, you know, really you know, if you think about it, you can really get depressed and it's very you know, it is very depressing. And you feel like, what's going to be? Like, we're you know, look at what happened October seventh. Look at all the that are uh, that were killed and that are in in prisons and cages and in some you know tunnels under underneath Gaza, maybe or wherever they are. The tsaras that they're going through, the tsaras that their mishpachas are going through, and it's just so much darkness that we don't even want to like think about it so much because it's just depressing. And you think like, how is this going to end? How is this going to have a happy ending? And you know, for those people, it's probably not going to have a happy ending. But Klal Yisrael as a whole, we have to believe is going to be able to not only survive but somehow get out of this stronger. However, that's going to happen, we don't know. The Rebbeinu Hashem knows. But this is what the moon is supposed to symbolize to us. We are counting to the moon. We are our whole year, our whole cycle of life is based on the moon. Our Yam Taimim are built on the moon because the moon shows that we can always be renewed again. Renewed nationally, renewed personally. A lot of times, personally, we have Taurus that we go through and we feel, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Like, it's so dark, my life, and so dim, and so bleak, and I don't know how anything is going to... How is it going how, how to play itself out? It's so, like, I don't see any way out. But somehow, some way... A yid has the ability to get through things and be resilient, and then and and live to talk about it. And, and even though it, it's very scarring when you're going through tsaris and it's very very difficult to to endure. And I think we all have those episodes in our life. But looking back, we see that yeah, it seems very dark. But look, Baruch Hashem, I'm here today. Survived it. I'm strong. I'm I'm better for it. And. Or maybe we're in a tzara today and it should be, you know, a, a, it should be a, a, a source of inspiration to us that we're going to have a Rosh on Friday, Rosh Chodesh ader Aleph, but it's also a, a time of great simcha. And this is always, this is how a yid has to live his life. A yid lives his life like the moon. Always waiting for the renewal, waiting anxiously till we turn a corner and then things will get better again as dark, as bleak, as impossible as the situation seemed, and we've seen it time and time again, the Holocaust, There's no darker Tkufa in Klai Yisrael's history, maybe since the beginning of, of Klai Yisrael's history, but look what happened after the Holocaust was over with six million Kedashim no longer, but Yidn were able to somehow, and it doesn't, you know, people don't even understand it. People came over t- to America, they didn't have a shirt on their back, they had no money in their pockets, they have, you know, but they were able somehow, some way. They didn't know the language. They had no place to live. They had, they didn't know people. They didn't have their their community was gone. Their family was gone. Their menhagim were not found so easily here. Somehow, some way, we don't even know how. But like they don't know how probably. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave them the strength one day at a time to be able to somehow get a job collect you know, put some money together, get remarried, start a family, buy a home, start a business, build a shul, build a yeshiva, and look at Klay Yisrael, look at America. Every major minor city has you know, yeshivas that are bursting at the seam, and Khyolim and Yaakovs, and McVeiss and Bate Knasias, Bate Medroshis, uh, everything. From nothing, It started from nothing. It was like 70, 80 years ago we had nothing and boom, an explosion of Tyra in Eretz Yisrael and in Europe and in South America. And how did this happen? We don't know how it happened. But we are resilient people because we're like the moon and HaKadosh Baruch just like he gives the kayach to the moon to be mischadish itself, he gives the kayach to us to be mischadish ourselves also. And so if we're ever down, we have to try to avoid that pitfall of Yish by looking up to the moon and seeing how the moon is spectacular in the ability that it has to to wane and then all of a sudden to start waxing again, to start getting larger and larger and larger. And yes, sometimes it goes back down to be, but then it's going to get larger again, and you can count on that. And that's how you can count on a Yid also, Always being able to bounce back and to uh, and to be able to not only survive, but even to thrive. Okay, guys.